Dave's Five Hot Takes. Yeah! Welcome back, guys, to Dave's Five Hot Takes. I'm Dave, and these are my Five Hot Takes. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, I'm glad you guys and gals are back. Um, this has been so much fun. I'm, I'm, it means a lot you guys come and listen. I'm proud of these Five Hot Takes that are, that are getting fielded today. Um, I think they're going to do great. They're going to do great things. Um, and I'd put them up against really any, any five spot. You know, any uh, 96, 97 Bulls, bring it on. You know, I think there may be a Michael Jordan in this bunch, too. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're ready, I'm ready. Uh, just go ahead and push that green button. We'll get this thing started. Hot take one. Hot take one. I'm going to reveal to you guys the one song that makes me cry every time I hear it. And now this this feels like this is like, well, everybody's got one of those. But 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 every time, that's a lot to have a song that really has got your, it's the skeleton key to sadness, <laughs> which sounds like a really amazing death metal album. Um and this one is mine. It's it's Diamond Rio's One More Day. And some of you are thinking, really, of all the songs in the world, for a long time, when I was a kid, it was somewhere out there. That song took me out. It had no mercy on my little prepubescent heart. <laughs> I couldn't stand against the sheer strength of that song. Now it's One More Day. I think being married, having kids, all that stuff. I mean, especially just being married. And I just can't think about it. I cannot handle that song. Um, true story, I was mowing the yard a couple years ago. Pushing my lawnmower through my yard, and I had my you know phone uh, listening to music on shuffle, and that song came on. True story, cried in the middle of the yard, cried as I'm mowing my yard. Is there a more sort of weird uh, masculine, non-masculine image than a man mowing his yard, crying while he's mowing his yard because he's listening to a sweet love song? I don't think so, but that's what you get here at Dave's Five Hot Takes. Hot take two. I'm starting this hot take by just issuing an apology to the community of artists and songwriters that wrote the 90s power ballads. We have, as a, I'm just going to apologize for everybody. I'm just going to be bold enough to say, like, we have not thanked you enough for your contribution to the rock pop music lexicon because these songs are incredible. These ballads are hits because they they were hits because they are hits. I, I sat on my porch the other night and sort of jokingly with John McLaughlin, 20, my wife, uh, John's wife, jokingly we were playing these songs and about halfway through I was like, these songs are bulletproof. I hadn't sat and just played them on guitar and all of a sudden it takes, it gives you a different context, like you're singing them, you're playing them and you realize like these songs were undeniable, which is why they were hits, you know, because they still are. Um, and it made me realize, like, I think it's funny sometimes how we can m- mistake songs for how they're presented and not really get to the nucleus of how good they are. But I mean, think about these songs, okay? I mean, Heaven by Warrant. You're laughing, you're like, Dave, give me a break. Got a picture of your house, playing by the deal, black and white and faded. I mean, that, need to be the king of the world. I mean, that, the, that one's on the hill, little girl. Heaven isn't too far away. Whoa. Those songs are so good. I mean, to be with you, bulletproof, bulletproof. I mean, bulletproof. Even like you think about um, High Enough. Um, can you take me high enough to, to buy me over, fly me yesterday? I mean, these songs are incredible songs. And I would argue a good chunk of them would be country hits today. That's just a hot take. That's, um, listen, scalding hot on that one. But I really think you could play these on guitar. And if people didn't have a context for them, they'd be like, what is this? Yes, some of the lyrics are a little Cheese Town Junction. 
But these are good songs. Go back and listen to Power Ballads again. And even more so for those people who like to sit and play stuff on guitar. You guys and girls, sit and play them on guitar. And I think you'd be amazed. Like, oh my God, these songs are actually really amazing. Uh, And then thank you, boy Dave, for reminding you of the ubiquitous, unbelievable, beautiful power of the Power Ballad. Hot Take 3. Folks, we got to talk about Sheryl Crow's All I Want to Do is Have Some Fun. And yes, everybody knows the song. It's, 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 it's huge. It's, it's global. It was a massive hit. I think that song is so amazing in so many different ways. And it's like a great little uh, peek into this little quirk of songwriting that, that pays off in spades on the song. One, the production is incredible. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. The, the, how weird it is, how it's, it's, some, some instruments you're not used to. It's the weiro, I think. The uh, the slide part is nothing short of genius. Uh, the whole thing is incredible. The bass line, boom, it, the whole thing. It's just it's hooks and hooks. It's a it's a tackle box of hooks. Um, but I think the thing that blows me away with that chorus the most is it really shines this light on this thing that Cheryl Crow does a lot in her songs and especially her earlier records where her verses were super bizarro, cool, weird images with choruses that were absolutely undeniable. And I think they sort of prop each other up because of that. Um, And this is what I mean. So all I want to do is have some fun. Here's the verse. All I want to do is have a little fun before I die, says a man next to me out of nowhere. It's apropos of nothing. He says his name is William, but I'm sure he's Billy Bill or Billy or Macrobuddy. And he's playing ugly to me. And I wonder if he's ever had a fun day of fun in his life. What in the world does that mean? We're drinking beer at noon on Tuesday in a bar that, fa- that faces a giant car wash and the good people of the world are washing their cars on their lunch breaks, hosing and scrubbing the best they can in shirts. What are you talking about? Okay. So much thought, so many words, and you're kind of, going, oh, and the bar is ours. And the bank the phone comes, the records are too. And whether nothing like Billy me, all I want to do, who cares what she just said when that chorus hits? You are like, Cheryl, you know what's funny? All I want to do is have some fun too. And I think what makes this work, now there's is just my opinion, one songwriter's opinion, is they are so different from each other. I cannot imagine that if she had written a verse with that chorus that went, I just want to go down to the beach and grab a, a beach bar and some beer and sit and listen to a song with my friends, you'd be like, oh, this is like unbelievably boring. But having this verse, it's sort of like, do I know what she's talking about? I know a guy named Bill. Is he kind of like that? It sets up this juxtaposition that makes, in my little humble opinion, this song pay off, okay? And that's that complicated verse. I'm thinking about all this stuff, all these people. And then she goes, but all I want to do is have some fun. It's It goes, oh, like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Like, you're overthinking in a verse, but then the simplicity of the chorus. She also has a quote that's one of my favorite quotes of all time, Cheryl does, where it says, um, the verses are for me, the choruses are for everybody else. In other words, like, I can say whatever I want in the verse because the chorus is going to be justified, <laughs> uh, is going to justify having the verse there because the chorus is so digestible and the verse is so bizarre. Uh, that they make each other work. You know, if you think about um, every day's a winding road, you know, like that that's vending, you know, uh, vending machine repairman. Like all that world is so bizarre. And then the chorus hits you like every day is a winding road. You're absolutely right. And I think it makes it work. You know, I think they have to have each other. Uh, if not, it, it's too much of one thing. If the chorus was a bunch more words about some guy that drives a van or, in, you know, and uh, all I want to do is have some fun's case, you know, more imagery that about car washes and things, you'd be like, what is this song about? But I think if it was simple in the verses, the chorus wouldn't feel as good as it does. It's it's a perfect payoff to me. And it's something that Cheryl Crow does to 
incredible effect, especially early on in her career, where I think it was like this little give and take, this little almost magic act, you know? Um, and it keeps you interested. If nothing else, you just kind of listen like, oh, there's a bunch of weird uh, words I'm not used to hearing. It's cool and weird. She did write All I Want to Do with a lot of people, but you can see that this is something she sort of employs a lot throughout her career, which shows how much of that had to have been, you know, from her wanting to do it. And I think it's incredible. And it's always something that I've given, I've been so, uh, you know, impressed by and I'd love to hear. Hot take four. I've always loved how Love Yourself, well, you can check it out, Double Love. I've always loved how Love Yourself by Justin Bieber is so simple and was still a massive hit. That's always so encouraging me because it shows like good songs can stand on their own two feet. They don't need like all the pomp and circumstance of, of uh, you know, huge orchestra and drums and all these things. But then I realized they're doing this little cheat code on you that you don't realize they're they're doing unless you're very very, <laughs> if you're unless you're paying a lot of intention, <laughs> maybe intention, but also attention, or unless you're like a producer or somebody who would think about these kind of things. But I heard the song the other day and I was like, oh, that's why it works. They actually have a drum part that is happening in the guitar, meaning the guitar is playing drums and guitar. And here's what I mean by that. So if you know the song, the way you look so much, baby, you should go and love yourself. Right? So you know the melody. Right? But here's what's happening on the drum on the on the guitar to give you the feel of drums without drums being there. The chord is the bass drum, so the boom. The the hand where he slaps the guitar is like the snare, which is like you know, I'm, these are terrible sound effects, but you'll get what I'm saying. So, so it goes boom, 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 boom. So you're kind of boom, 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 boom. So you're actually getting drums by the way he's playing the the electric in that in that song. So it's almost like you're not just getting a electric you're getting a rhythm section too which is so smart and it's what helps the song keep moving along is it's because it'd be different it was like like the way you look so much you didn't you can because then you've got no snare but because he's going you feel progression you feel a beat you feel the rhythm and it's all happening in your feet i had to rhyme that i'm sorry but it's all happening in the guitar and it's so cool it's such an efficient way of of getting across so many things in so little uh, in, in so little instrumentation. And it's like the first thing, oh, it's just this beautiful song with just guitar. And you're like, no, no, no. They're, they're getting one over on you. In that, there's a rhythm track happening that the guitar is providing, which is just genius. Well done, guys. Hot Take 5. I've said this a few times on this podcast. One of the reasons that I love talking about music like this and doing these deep dives is finding these anomalies in pop music and pop and rock R&B, whatever it is, but popular music where people sort of get away with things that you would think on paper shouldn't work, you know? And one song that does this to just devastatingly wonderful effect is Toto's Africa. And here's what I mean by that. There's kind of two notes on that chorus in the melody, in the main melody. And you're thinking, there's no way. It's everywhere. Now, let me explain to you what's happening. This shouldn't work. It shouldn't be like, hey, let me play this worldwide phenomenon hit sensation song that's going to basically have two notes in the chorus the whole time. And if you listen to that song, you'd be blown away. And then they sort of make up for it at the end of the chorus with this crazy melody that gets off those two notes. But what's happening in that chorus is those two notes and then a 
just a cadre, if you will, of BGVs that suddenly add so much interest. But if you really solo those BGVs, you'll realize that melody is basically two notes the entire chorus. And then they kick in these BGVs, these background vocals, sorry for the layman uh, out there, that these background vocals are doing a million things. They're doing like circus tricks under that main melody that keep it interesting. But yet that main melody is still, it's, it's kind of wonderfully static and it builds for this cool, crazy, awesome chorus. Um, but I didn't realize how those, those notes are just it's basically just two notes, of the whole chorus. So a huge, uh, hat tip to the Toto folk for, uh, for, for doing something that feels so amazing yet is unbelievably simple. Um, yeah, still blows the mind. Before I go, a quick heads up here. If you like what you hear, you might like what you see, which always sounds sketchy. So follow me on socials. You can find me under at Dave Barnes Music. Also, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button to follow the podcast and rate if that's an option because a five-star rating means my wife will finally let me buy that never-ending story two DVD. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? I had a great time and I feel like for the most part, I behave myself, and I feel like most of you behaved yourself, except for the girl, right? Yes, right there. She Just watch it. No, it's okay. Let's have a good time, but just be smart. Um, and, you know, I think we learned a lot, too. But I'll tell you one thing we didn't learn, and that's it. Hall & Oates was originally a trucking company for bread. <laughs> Who knew, right? Anyway, thanks, guys, for hanging out, and we'll see you next time on Dave's Five Hot Takes. Yeah!